The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1222. Today it's a Rebels briefing on Kindred. This is season 4, episode 7 of the Star Wars Rebels TV series. Punch it, Chewy. I'm Amy Rackliff with Lattes with Leia, and you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod. Hopefully you will not be able to hear in the background the horrible row that my studio manager and studio intern are having. That would be of course Indy and Kato, the new addition to the staff here. I don't know why they've decided to start wrestling here in the studio, but it's so much easier to just let it happen than to actually try and remove one or both of them from the studio. So... We'll see how this plays into everything today. Anyway, we're talking about Kindred today. This is Season 4, Episode 7, as I said at the outset. And this is a full spoiler podcast, so if you have not seen the episode and don't want it spoiled for you, then save this podcast for a later date. However, if you are okay with me getting into it, I'm going to restore something that I used to do with the Clone Wars episodes a while ago, ago, ago. Wow. And that is to try and give you a very quick summary of the episode here before we get into specific details thereof. So if you're ready, let's go for it. In brief, the Rebels got away with the flight data recorder from the TIE Defender at the end of last week's episode. But now they have to go back and get a hyperdrive that they stole out of the TIE Defender and stashed away in a little mountain hidey hole before they can actually escape from Lothal or at least have any hope of escaping and have any hope of getting the flight data recorder to the broader rebellion back on Yavin 4. Meanwhile, Thrawn is not happy with the way things have been going under Governor Price's rule, and so he sends his own agent, that would be Rook, and yeah, it does have that crazy, very deep-in-the-throat pronunciation. His own personal assassin, another character being brought back from the expanded universe into the new canon to investigate and capture the rebels. And he pretty much gets on the trail immediately because he can smell Zeb somehow. Apparently, whatever species Rook is, he can smell Lasat creatures. So that sets in motion a huge chase scene that ultimately results in Ezra unwittingly revealing the location of the rebel base on Lothal to the Imperial agents, which then requires a mystical intervention by Lothwolves. In the meantime, Sabine is able to get the hyperdrive attached to the U-Wing, and they basically say, all right, well, let's just give this a shot. So Hera takes off and is able to engage the hyperdrive before she can be shot down, and is able to bring the flight data recorder back to Yavin 4 and present it to Mon Mothma personally. But the episode ends right there, basically. So now Hera and Chopper are separated from the rest of the Ghost crew and the Rebels on Lethal, including Ryder and Jaikel, who had helped out with this whole hyperdrive and flight data recorder operation. 
And in the meantime, all of the rebels have been transported to the southern hemisphere of the planet, away from the Imperials, so that's good in one respect, but in the other respect, they're entirely thousands upon thousands upon thousands of miles away from where the action is. And naturally, the action picks up from there with Crawler Commanders, which is episode 8 from season 4 that also debuted on Monday night. But we're going to talk about that on tomorrow's podcast. In the meantime, here are the highlights from this episode. Number one, the kiss. All right. Everybody who's been shipping Hera and Kanan, the Canara shipping, you all got your wish. And it was a long time coming. There was another moment in the episode where they had a leave a tender moment alone situation that got busted up and Kanan's I guess had enough of it and he starts getting a little oh snippy about it and Hera puts that to bed by just giving him a big old smooch and then delivering the may the force be with you line that we saw in the trailer so isn't that neat to know that that's where that came from and that was as she was leaving on the U-wing so a very impactful emotional moment and another scene that we saw in the trailer that in retrospect, I wish they hadn't shown it to us because I thought this was possibly one of the coolest things I've seen. I would love to have seen this in live action on the big screen. Hera taking the U-Wing into light speed and blowing through a landing bay on a construction sphere to do it. So she has to line up her direction to go into light speed, but unfortunately there's a construction sphere right in front of her. So she blows through the landing bay out the other side of it, and you see the ship shooting off into light speed and all of this equipment, all these scout walkers and other material getting sucked out of the construction sphere in the wake of it floating off into space. And I just thought that was really cool. And another visual that, instead of being technologically awesome, was mystically awesome, was the image of the pads of the Lothwolves walking through time and space, apparently, because you see them like walking and it's like they're padding on a very thin layer of water, the way it's splashing, but reflected in the water is a star field. It was absolutely gorgeous and possibly one of the most beautiful moments that I've seen in any Star Wars cartoon and really there's not a lot of quote-unquote beautiful moments like that mystically beautiful moments in any of the live action movies too but that moment was just absolutely inspired and I was really blown away by that we also got a fantastic speeder bike chase too so yeah, this episode gave you about as much as any Star Wars Rebels episode possibly could, including some foreshadowing, which I'm going to talk about after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com slash TFA to get right there. And inside, you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash tfa welcome back all right so after the loth wolves have gotten the rebel gang to safety in the southern hemisphere of lothal 
Ezra follows the wolves back into the cave that they had emerged from, and Kanan is in there communing with the lead Loth wolf, who utters his name again, Doom, much to Kanan's shock. And Kanan reveals to Ezra that Caleb Doom is his real name. That was his birth name, and he's just stunned that <laughs> this wolf has just said it. How could the wolf know? Ezra wants to know. Well, Apparently, it's connected to the Force more deeply than your average bear, or wolf, as the case may be. And Kanan is convinced that they have a specific purpose. They don't just exist, you know, within the Force. They're not just living beings infused with the Force. There is something more to them. And this leads Kanan to be thinking about something that he's already expressed once before this season, and now he's doing it again. So I don't know if we're getting foreshadowing or if this is a situation where he said it twice. The third time he says it is really going to be when all heck breaks loose. But he talks about the Empire being up to something even more sinister on Lothal than just the Tide Defenders. So that is yet to be revealed, I'm sure very soon to be revealed. And as a last note, I have to say that the meeting between Hera and Mon Mothma at the end of the episode, where Hera turns over the flight data recorder to Mon Mothma, the one from the TIE Defender, there's something really special about that moment. I mean, there's nothing communicated in the moment at all. So for all Mon Mothma knows, Hera is the only survivor of this mission that went to Lothal, and she's not even coming back in the ghost. So how in tarnation did this happen? I mean, maybe Rex and uh, Hot Callus have returned the ghost back to Yavin 4, but there was nothing really ever said about that, so don't know what the scoop is there. Either way, we don't have any indication one way or the other as to whether she communicated with the ghost crew or, you know, the substitute ghost crew prior to her arrival on Yavin 4. So really, this does look like Hera is the lone survivor and that she gave up everything to get this flight data recorder to Mon Mothma. At least that's how it must be looking to Mon Mothma and the level of respect she must have for Hera as a result of this, heck, maybe this is what's going to earn Hera her general's commission in <laughs> in the Rebellion. It'll be interesting to see how that works out, too. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this briefing on Rebels Season 4, Episode 7. Kindred is the name of the episode, and we'll be talking about Episode 8, Crawler Commanders, in tomorrow's podcast. But in the meantime, I just want to say... Thank you, as always, for listening, and, and, may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7, and hey, before you ride your tauntaun past the first marker, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a forced ghost vision, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.